Hello and welcome to the TT Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk to one rider from the world of the TT to discuss their lives, their journeys and their ambitions with the greatest road race in the world. Alongside me, Steve, clearly we're not back in the studio. We're, uh, do you want to tell everyone where we are? Hello, man. I'm looking out these windows here. The sun's shining. It's fabulous today. It really is glorious and great to be back. It's great. So if you're listening to this, nothing's changed. We're cracking on. But if you're watching this, it might look slightly different. Obviously, we have an empty chair here. Now, if we could fill that chair with one man, who would it be? Eh? The main man. The main man. Yeah. The Lord Lucan of the TT. <laughs> We've been waiting for this one for a long time. And I think everybody listening and watching has been waiting for a long time. What do you, what, what do you think we're going to get out of him? Depends what kind of a mood he's in, in all fairness. You know, if we can get him relaxed and talking and flowing, then um, hopefully we'll get a good insight, not just into his racing, but his life in general. Yeah, he's um, an elusive character. He rocks up to the start line last minute, pops his helmet on and off he goes. He tries to stay away from media and keeps himself to himself, very similar to, to his uncle did. Yeah, quite similar to me, really. I try and keep out of the way and keep in the shadows. You're the biggest attention-seeking person on this podcast. And that's saying something. Right, let's get into it. Let's get him in. Michael Dunlop. All right, there's so many stats. So I don't even know where to start. Let's go through them. Uh, first win was 2009. Personal best lap, 133.9. 21 wins potentially capable of, of, of overtaking your uncle as the greatest of all time even this year Michael Dunlop welcome to the podcast it, we've been we've been waiting for this day for, for quite a while now haven't we uh, to be honest he was lucky in 2009 because I was racing it <laughs> and if I had my way you'd be waiting away longer for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but you're here now so let's start with the same question we always ask everybody when we start this podcast um, and you've done it numerous times you're into no man's land you're rolling up through there um, your your start preparation seems to be completely different to everyone else's in terms of rocking up to the grid, very last minute, helmet on, rolling through no man's land. But everyone has to start through the, the gantry like you get that hand on that shoulder, waiting for that flag. What's going through your head? What you what you're thinking, what you're feeling? You're just job time. You gotta figure that's you have to fit all your weeks practicing into that's your time to shine, so you just like everybody is People have all different emotions, you know, nerves, shut themselves, piss themselves. It's a very short space of time where all your emotions are all gathered into a fucking five second interval. Well, 10 seconds, because obviously when the first man goes, you know you're near ready. And then obviously you get a 10 second block window of the next man getting a slap. So it's, it's you know, everyone's built into a very short window. You know, it's not the walking up, it's that 10 seconds where all your fears are all squashed into one wee bit and then once to, once you get that tap then it just things disappear but it's the 10 seconds that you're that's the that's the lead time that's where all your wherever you're feeling at that moment in time is all like, squashed into 10 seconds really what's the reason for it because i've been I've, I've been to the tt a few times and you're always the last on the grid is there a is there a superstition behind it or is it just you just want to keep away from everything as much as you can yeah, you keep yourself to yourself second lesson to you lads <laughs> <laughs> Especially you, Steve, you're the problem. <laughs> uh, it's just there's so much going on, you know. I mean, it's it's like everybody's got their own way of getting on, but I just try and do my own thing and just batter on with it. So doing your own thing does that does that stem from like your uncle, your dad? Like your uncle was famous for that 
for, for just keeping himself to himself, going about his business, working on his own bikes, away from everything. And when it was time to race, it was time to race. Do you take that from him or is this, this your I about that and summed it at me is I did learn a very front value. So if I've got something to say to you, you'll get it. And 95% of the people don't like that. So sometimes you're better just saying nothing and staying out of the way than uh, telling people what you really think. So. <laughs> That's why I try to hide out of the way. And, and most of the stuff we do, what we do is stem, you know, my dad done his own stuff. My uncle Joey done his own stuff. So, you know, we're just used to do it because I'm probably the last breed of real road ra racers, in my opinion. You know, not, not saying the boys aren't road racers, but like likes of all the boys now and, and probably Steve's day, they were all British championship riders going road racing, where we're, road racing used to be national road racing, going international road racing. It wasn't really, there was a short space of time where the World Championship was involved in that mm. and then it left out the world scene. And then you had a couple of years of Steve Hislop and, and Carl Fogarty bounced in out of the world scene, but then it went sort of back to the road racing fraternity type people. Yeah. And then now it seems to be a lot of you know short circuit men that are now doing both jobs where probably, I'm probably the last of the road racers that actually come in to be competitive, not competitive, but to yeah. try and win yeah, the races. Are the winners, really, uh, coming, through, coming through that, that history of- Yeah, uh, that, just doing national road races. Do you think that's an added pressure? Because obviously you're always flat chat. I know it, it takes your mind off other things, but it keeps you flat chat. Obviously you're fiddling and engines out, in and out, in and out, set up and various things. It's all controlled by you. You've got a great army of people around mm. you that you work with for years. Um, but do you think that's added pressure when you, when you're rolling through that no man's land on the start line? There's always something. Yeah, did I do that? No, exactly. Did I do that right? Did not do that right? Uh, yeah, it does do. It it's uh, it, you're always in your mind's going over time. Do we do we make sure? Do we forget to do that? Do we not do it? But when you've uh, once you take off, obviously that's in that period of time which all goes away after that ten seconds. So it's not the end of the world. But the way I look at it is. You know, if you haven't done it, it'll shit itself at some point of the time. So, and you're not going to back off until it shits itself. So, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, what I mean, by that stage, you know, you're not going to put oh shit, purple over here in case I hadn't done that right. But you'll just go until it stops. But it's harder. It's a wee bit harder now because I don't really know any different. But with the miles that short circuit men are getting at the minute, it's it's hard to, you know, we should maybe concentrate a wee bit more doing that. But obviously, it's finance related sort of thing. But that's life. So, if you had more finance, you'd go and do it. It's not like you're against it. You don't really want to. No, no. It's just, it. just like I say. I don't, I don't. You know, the BSB job is just grand. Like you know, it's a, the biggest problem is because you come from Ireland all the time. It's, yeah. it's that sort of it's the big financial thing straight away where your boats and flights for the lads and boys have to take days off work. And the problem with a lot of the bigger teams now is they have a team of ten, fifteen lads who are paid a full year's wage to do that job. If you know what I mean, where mm. the lads that work with me are. Or uh, you know they've got their one's a sparky, one's a mechanic, one's a welder. You know they, they've got their own nine to five. Yeah. So let's go back all the way. I mean, everyone knows your story. Everyone knows the family history. But go back to to the start. Was was racing ever off the cards with the family you came from, or was there any other sports that you you kind of wanted to get into? I think or for anybody racing would have been obviously like I've my other brother he has no interest in motorbikes. Right. You know. Yeah. Me and William was but my other brother had no interest. So, you know, it was just obviously a theory of, of maybe I was just because I was riding it, I was always riding with my dad, stuff like that. But you have a you know, same my other brother, he has no interest in motorbikes at all. 
none. So at the end of the road, he wouldn't watch him. You know, it's not because he just dislikes him, he just has no interest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's. Is it something you kind of sort of happened naturally, or was you always focused on? I think it was something. Well, I think it was. Like, go up in the morning, brushing your teeth. You know, it's, we didn't know any different. You got up in the morning. It was, it was just a normal. It was a normal scenarios with other people it's maybe not normal maybe people that never come from a racing background you know for, to go racing was you know they had to go and want to go and do it where we were sort of in the middle of it and you were sort of going to do it anyway sort of thing so it was never really you know when, when you was growing up um was was robert was your dad could he separate himself from the racing or was it just full on all the time i think the problem with dad was growing up he spent a lot of his years with injuries, so he spent a lot of time trying to get fit again. I think that was his, his big thing. Even you know, after his '94 crash, he sort of got himself back up on his feet again, and then he had a another crash in '97 again. And then you know, it was always a you know a hurdle of some description. And then after he sort of got himself back on his feet, then then Joey's accident happened, and it, you know, it was always seemed to be a it was a. The problem is if you you know like a rebuild. Ah, you're always trying. It's nearly like a reset in a computer. You know, you always had to try and yeah. regroup and go, regroup and go. You know, um, I think that's all to do with mental strength more than. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's all they had. You know, that it's like getting up in the morning and and, and everything he went through. You know, he came back strong. Ah, uh, okay. he came back probably stronger than. Yeah. Obviously not physically stronger, but mentally stronger because yeah, you yeah. know the, the, obviously well, it's still with speed. Total speed, I and, and, and I don't think he ever lost his speed. You know, the time won the British Championship, uh, and then he got a couple of rides that time. He was in the Norton at that time, and then the Norton was starting to come and then it went bust or whatever way. It, I think JPS had pulled their yeah. sponsorship money and blah, blah blah, and then he got a chance. Really, after that was his next big chance was RC forty five, uh, and then he had his accident at the TT. But I think the chance he. He probably would have had a chance of the British Championship where they got Simo and all them boys at that time. Uh, but he was to go one two five Grand Prix. Uh, the boy had said to him, he says, you know, which was probably, and he said it was fair enough, you know, why'd employ a fucking 28 year old man from Balamone when I can employ a 16 year old man <laughs> from Italy or, or Spain or somebody who speaks the mechanics languages, you know, and, and then I think my dad realised that and then he thought maybe the British Championship route then was probably his. His kick, he was a bit small for the the big bikes at the roads. He knew that himself that he was he was, you know, like the forty five and the TT would have been a handful. Oh, but yeah. short circuit, he was he was yeah. fine. It was just obviously you well know, big bike round here, <clears throat> when you're small like that, it's not the most practical thing to be on. Yeah, was there no kind of sights on, on world championships for you then? Was it always road? Not really. It was finance again. You was were it? never you never right. really you know it would have been okay if you were able to. To, to stand up and you know I remember when I started off World Endurance when I done World Endurance it was the fastest at the Honda the team of the Honda we were in it was fast but it was only because I got the chance to do it you know, f you, know you couldn't financially able to do it, it wasn't financially viable for, for somebody like me it's just time you pay for everything and, and you know the domestic championships now is between tyres and fuel alone is, yeah. is horrific you know unless you're in a Big team or, or or bringing big finances, you're you know, you really are screwed. Do, do you think your I don't want to say attitude, but the way you you keep yourself to yourself, do you think that's hindered you from potentially instead of towing the line where you could have, where you potentially didn't want to, but you're like, oh, if I tow the line, 
I'll get some money and then I can go that way. Or did or was that mm. never a thought? Supposedly, again, if I thought I wanted to go that route, I probably would have pushed myself to go that route. Right. But obviously, my main goal was to get to the TT. Yeah. So, you know, people think, like, I possibly, you know, if, like everyone, if you wait enough, wait enough scenarios and put yourself into a better position, you know, that, that is possible. Same with the finance thing, you know, I mean, you know, people. I know people who suck the death out of people just, you know, and, and for me, that's my problem is the, 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 it's not false, but I can't, I'm not a, a ball licker for no reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, all, my, all my boys are all good people and, you know, spades a spade and to go around noshing somebody off just to, to justify myself, you know, I'd rather, idea. I'd rather be somebody's pal or be not even pal, I'd rather just be straight away, this is what happens, this is what the gig is. So it means then there's no, you know, instead of having to spend my life, you know, doing it in different ways. People have got different ways of going on. Mm. It's just it's, the job's just different, different yeah. outlooks for different people. You're such a busy fella, you mm. know. Um, it must be really with with your preparation and the way you build your team for racing each year for for all the road races as well as anything else that you do. It must be really hard work, you know, especially being on the other side of the water from the British Championship coming over and, and riding there with, with the Hawk team this year, for instance. But, you know, the point I'm getting at is you've got businesses, you've got a lot of other things going on in your, in your life. So mm -hmm. your head must be at 500 mile an hour every day of the flipping week. You okay, know, I've been around the house and you've been fixing the van because the flipping, you've jackknifed a trailer and this has gone <laughs> wrong, that's gone wrong. You know, do you know what I mean? It's just, you, there's so much going on in your, in your life. There is, and I suppose it is, that was probably the different reason it came from. You know, if you're just going road racing or going racing as general, you've only yourself to think about. You know, obviously with with the way my life has sort of planned, I've got other scenarios I need to keep on top of. Just with the debris that's been left, so you're having to always keep busy. To obviously, there's always pots going different ways. There's not just you know one life channel. You know what I mean? So you have to keep the whole wheels running, and if you can't keep the wheels running. You know, you're not only just screwing yourself up here; you're screwing a lot of people up. So you have to fucking keep the 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 momentum going. And uh, I think that's just here. Listen, everybody, as the man says, um, some people wouldn't like to swap their problems for somebody else's. You know what I mean? As everybody's got their own sort of life life issues, so you just have to, whatever way you want to deal with it. And mine is to batter on, get it done, because she ain't changing. I'm just trying to get a picture of your life over to the listeners because obviously everybody sees Michael done up at the TT and other places, but you know you're quite a different person behind the scenes and doing doing different things. You know, uh, obviously quite a good business mind as well for the other for the other different businesses you're involved with. Yeah, okay, I try, I try you know, uh, you know, obviously motorcycling is 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 as a for people. Some people, it's a job. For me, I would like to think this is, yes, it's a job to a degree. Uh, I've always realised, but life, you know, you'll get to a stage where you can't motorcycle anymore. You know, you have to have, you know, a system going, and I don't want to stop at some point and have to start from scratch. You know, I've started building businesses and trying to push them on and trying to get an understanding where things is going. So I've, I've you know, I've got a couple of things going on. So it means. And you can't let them feel either because you can't just let one hang and let you know. So you have to sort of be able to 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 manage both of them. But I say if you can try and get every, you know, it's like spinning plates. I think if you get one spinning right, you can keep the rest of spinning. You know, you can keep the momentum going. 
I think that's I think that's the business life. You know what I mean? It's and it's uh, I suppose when you have good people behind you, good people doing different works, you know, running bits and pieces, you, you know, it makes life a whole lot easier too. Because obviously you can do half your life now on a mobile phone, so yeah, it doesn't matter where you're at. So what does Michael Dunlop do in the downtime? What's the ideal thing for you for a bit of chill time? At the minute, Michael Dunlop hasn't got any downtime <laughs> problem. <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, you know, I find different scenarios different. You know, it's it's downtime for me. Is it's it's sometimes it's just easier just to sit down for five minutes. You know, that's the downtime. But you know, I've been quite fortunate enough in life to get to do different things through my racing career. That's been enjoyable. Uh, I you know do a bit of flying, do bits pieces like that. There, I've got my own plane and bits and pieces. You know, I'm, I'm able to to. It's a downtime, but. Downtime and that is still mentally straining as well because it's not really downtime when the weather is good, but you're still having to think about what, you know, and my downtime isn't downtime and other people's mind, mine has to be mental. You know, you have to keep the brain going because if you let the brain stop, then that's when all you, you reminisce of all the shit. So you're better just, so my downtime is still other people's pressurized time so the thought of a, a, a two-week holiday to spain would be your worst nightmare oh, I would, i'd rather <laughs> i'd rather like a cow's arseful than eat grass <laughs> that's the truth that it's, ah, no ah. it's not it's not so for why me why do you enjoy flying so much you know obviously we spoke about this before i fly you know and, and you fly. but once you get up there isn't that much to it. obviously you've got communication radio and stuff. your brain's always working i think i think the brain's still working you know because you can't and I remember doing it one day, we was flying along and you relaxed. The next thing, the gust of wind came from somewhere, you know, things needed on its roof, you know what I mean? You, you know, so it was a big time of focusing on, you know, your brain still, right? Always, the man says always, you have to expect unexpected, you know, and as you know with a flying job, you know, you can look at the views, but your mind has to be, what am I seeing? Is my heights right? You know, what's my visuals? You know, is it going anywhere near any heights? You know, weather? You know, there's just a load of stuff going on at the, and I say, there's a load of, as much as it's enjoyable, you still have to think, you know what I mean? And I say, like, I would love to drive an F1 car, for instance. I'd love to drive, I think it'd be fucking fantastic. Where when I know when I get into it, I'd be hyped up as probably as much as we'd be in a motorbike, you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's, it's the same, the same buzz, same buzz I get my rally car. I do rallying for, the, for, for fun, but I get more hyped there probably they do get onto my motorbike, you know, so the fun things that I get probably give me the same feelings, if not more, doing that than I would doing what they say is my high up time or my, you know, where I get hyped up, especially the TT where your adrenaline's all up. Doing them other things probably left me adrenaline as much and if not, we drop more. With the flying, you had an in moment. Any, any time as you've had to have a word with yourself? I had a... a You're renowned for being obviously an aggressive rider. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you really are. There's, I think there's more quality involved with that. But on the flying side, is there any times where you just look cool? That was a bit... I, I, I had at Campbelltown once uh, and I was flying. I wasn't doing anything, you know. At the end of the day, when you're flying, and, and especially when you somebody in with you, motorbike, I'll take every chance in the world. You know, especially against another rider, I don't care. He's put himself in that position. This dance, you know, what I mean, where me flying at somebody's came with me, and and, and I, if I'm on my own, fine. If I'm on with somebody's, you know, they've took the chance of now their life is now in my hand, 
you know, you have to. But well, I was in Caltown. I was going Caltown, my own, and um, I just was flying over the mountains, and the freaking wind caught me. And no, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was flying amicably, but it was just wind that came from nowhere. And like some smaller planes, are very very light, and especially one person on it. You know, only takes a wee drop of wind, and obviously your ballast is heavy on one side and it's on the other. And I, I must say that definitely put the, the gravy down my back because there's nothing you can do. You can't just stop it and say, "Oh, sure, I'll get a minute here." And, you know, <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah. You know, you can't. You know, like a motorbike. If you get scared of a motorbike, and you don't like it. You you pull up and say, "Fuck me, screw this shit." The, 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 you can't physically do that. You're in the shit. You can't go out of it. You've got nowhere to go, nowhere to hide. That's it. And it's that's the the big <laughs> question mark behind it all the time because you. you that's, I think that's flying, and I think that's why the adrenaline is because something happens, you just can't physically say, right, hold on, let's just stop. I'm going to climb out here. Yeah, we'll reset, go again. Once, once them wheels take off the ground, and I don't think anybody, unless you've done a bit, of, not even people do it in different ways. The first time I went solo on the plane was probably one of the, you know, the biggest chances you take in life because once you take off, like you've done your couple of hours, whatever hours you were doing. And you've literally want the wheels have come off the ground. You're on That's your right. own. You can't ask somebody to help you. You can't, you know, you can't, you know. The instructor was on on the radio, you know. And I remember freaking and I got up off the ground. I was like, "Fuck me! Why am I getting this wanking thing down?" You know, I mean, I'm stuck now. You know, I mean, you can't literally, you know, stop. You know, I mean, you can't just say, "I'm not feeling it today. I, I, I'm not liking this." You're yeah. freaking. You've one choice. You're freaking. You you're down a pile of dung, or you're gonna get it landed one of the other. You know, and it, that's. At that time, you know, your brain's fucking multitude. So your other hobby, the rallying, you know, you're quite good. Quite a good mm. rally. You've got a lovely Mark II Escort, mm-hmm. 200 horsepower, Vauxhall power thing, you know, fabulous bit of kit. Um, now, as far, from that side, you can't be aggressive in those things. Obviously, you've got to push, but I believe the fastest way is probably a slightly less aggression. How do you manage that? It is, especially in Escort too, because they're obviously tail happy. Uh, my problem is with rallying. I've, I've had some good results. I've had some big offs, uh, and that's thanks because seat time is 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 is, is massive for them. There, I've been lucky enough. I'm friends, mate of mine. He he owns Den Motorsport, so it means when I go rallying, you've got all the lads around you. They know how to make sure everyone's right. Your setups roughly within a window straight away, so I can piss about. And you know, I'm not tied to fucking you know like motorbikes you're fucking constantly oh, I need a click of compression you know the car the car's in a ballpark just out the wheels off it you know what I mean and, and they say I've had some good results had a good result here in the Isle of Man um, other best pieces but the problem is when I go off I go off big because I'm obviously on the door handle all the time you know what I mean and it's 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 it's, it's a fucking a great sport and I would love to have a team love to have a proper drive like yeah but it's like WRC car. WRC yeah. car, four wheel drive car. Love me escort. It's a fucking great thing. I don't know who wouldn't like an escort. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're a fucking fabulous thing. Beautiful. All the bells and whistles on her. Three hundred horse. You know, it's a beautiful. And it's, now they're a known collector's car now. So I have one, and we're lucky enough to have one, and I, I love it. You know, I just love to see what four wheel drive car would be like. You know, because mm. you know you see them boys. Uh, uh, you know, driving them, you know, four wheel drive cars is 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 madness. Like you know, what I mean, it's, uh, they are. You know, and, uh, and that's a sad thing. We we lost a fantastic talent in Ireland. Uh, 
uh, and a, a fantastic human too and Craig and you know people like him you know they inspired to get to the world championship and it's not an easy place to get and uh, he was he was one of the talented ones and, 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 he, and he was able to live his dream you know and I say when you, you lose such a good talent like that Ireland has some fantastic sporting individuals but when you're in Ireland I think it's you're very closed and not many of us make it out as such not yeah. many mm-hmm. make it to the uh, uh, and and some of us do, and, 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 and as I said, sadly, rallying too is about like motorbikes. Sometimes it, it takes the good ones. So TT-wise, you know, you've, you've obviously come through the ranks. Um, you've, you've ridden and raced successfully all sorts of different bikes, two strokes, four strokes, you know, carbureted bikes, but been fuel-injected bikes, and obviously all the modern things. And um, you've been very successful. You're, You've won with so many different manufacturers. Is there still goals for you to win on them all, manufacturer-wise? Mm. I don't think there's many left. No, <laughs> there isn't there. I don't think there is. Uh, I think I've rode and won and basically everything. Uh, I've won all the classes. Uh, aye, it's been good. What's to the me. motivation? That's my point. Uh, is it just the wins? Is it? I love the, the record. I could, no, I just love winning. You know, we've always been. My dad always pushed us to be better than, or tried to be, you know, it's hard because this job, I'm in a double life edge sword because people are like, you know, with what's happened in the life, you're like, what the fuck are you doing it for? What's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's mental stuff, you know what I mean? But, you know, as I said somebody the other day who we were just chatting and it was like, I've spent, you know, people live to their 85, 90, you know, Day of cancer or whatever disease is to see, you know, like for me, that's just fucking dreadful, you know what I mean? You know, and with my life, if I walk out the door and somebody shoots me now, you know, I've spent my life within my 30 years, I've done more than a lot of people, you know, I've got to travel the world, I've met lovely people, I've met a lot of dickheads, I've met, you know, I've met so many different variations of people you know what I mean and I wouldn't have got it done it because of motorbikes but then again there's the other side of it so yeah. you know in theoretical terms I'm 190 years age because mm. I've done so much shit like, you know what I mean so you know <laughs> you can't you know there's a, there's a vicious circle there of you know but my determination is you know biggest thing is and the problem is too I've, I'm the only done up left you know what I mean I've, yeah. I've got I'm, I'm carrying a you know a name or a or a, a a brand as such, you know what I mean? Or is that added pressure? It, it's probably not under pressure. You know, we've always like my dad and Joey were, were and, and William were just humble people from a small town in Balamoney. Mm-hmm. You know, very small. You know, to come out of here and out of a small town, and everybody comes from a town of some description. But for them lads, it was all they loved the town. You know, they always loved it. I love town. I like. I still live outside the town. You know. For me, Balamoney's, you know, it's changed over the years, mm. but it's still home from home, and you always feel that, you know, we bit of pride of, I'm still coming from Balamoney, you know what I mean, of we small town, not much in it, you know, still walk down the street, you sort of know 95% of the people, you know, and it's just, and then you go to the, like, the world stage, like for me is, TT is like Olympic gold medals, you know, people go to do that, I go to the highest biggest road race in the world same way everybody's sport you know you're you're trying to get that peak and my peak and my f- profession is the Le Mans TT in my opinion you know it's the 
world's biggest road race so you have to succeed there and that's no different for somebody to go and represent England and the Olympics you know mm. for you know so to come out and still try to push and be you know try and you know folk go ah Balamoney who the fuck knows a Balamoney you know <laughs> they do know a Balamoney now because my dad and Joey and, 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 and what we've done you're like you know that added pressure of you know because my dad always wanted to be he was always proud of his name he was always proud of the, the name that they created and the town they came from so you're always just trying to just keep the momentum going and try and you know keep that you don't want to ever let that you know especially your dad it's something they love to do it's like people you know your dad maybe had a bicycle and people keep that I'm just trying to keep the name sort yeah. of half going anyway Do you ever stop to acknowledge what you've achieved because like you say all, all the family very humble but do you ever stop and realise not only what the whole family's achieved, but you yourself. Do you do you ever pat yourself on the back and go, shit, that's a good job? This job was, I don't think it was ever, you know, it wasn't a, a dick measuring competition. It was always, you know, there was never, oh, I've done this. You know, like if I've won more TTs at the youngest age ever than people have even started to win T. You know, and, and until you look at that, like somebody said the facts, I'd won, I think it was something like, 17 or something TTs or something like that before Joey had started you know mm-hmm. it, it was you know it's just weird you know when you see stuff like that you're like that's you know not easy done you know what I mean it's, it's through the life career it's been hard to TT's always a hard place sometimes it falls in people's laps they've had a good run of things but all my TT over the years you know I've led about 10 11 races by miles mm-hmm. broke down or I've had good weeks breaking down and or caught with this or got back marks and it's just every year you seem to get that slap in the face and you're like fuck me you know and it, but I think that's what inspires you to keep coming back having another go at it and you know and you know it's stupid thing I don't know it's it's you never really you know I got the free I got the freedom of the town uh, a few good few years back you know and stuff like that that there's stuff you think oh, that's just cool you know what I mean I get to yeah, yeah. it doesn't do anything for me you know, I get, you know I can't park anywhere like but I can, you know it's just a, you know <laughs> you know you get to go and then a storm out at the time when they were actually doing something you know you could go up there and greet you and whatnot I don't have any of the before McGinnis starts crying, I haven't got any of his credentials because he's got the fucking uh, the big stuff. People, people like me don't get the big stuff. We only get well, for us it's big, you know. What I mean, but he's got the he always claims he's the man because he's got the fucking he got to do the old fucking knighting job, you know. What Three mean? letters. Yeah, so, no, so he he you know he's out there boasting at the minute probably. So, so at what point um, at what point will you will you decide that enough's enough or or like McGinnis because we've spoken to him in the past. Someone's going to have to physically go. You're not going and doing that anymore. But you'll keep going. You the same? It's hard because the minute the I understand. You know, John loves it. Absolutely loves it. Fucking loves riding motorbikes. Loves. You know, he loves what he's created and stuff like that. There loves the lifestyle. Loves the lifestyle. You know, he does. John genuinely loves it. Where what I'm doing at the minute is it's a lot of work. You know even trying to get finances and all, you know there's a lot of work going into it and there's stages you know the love you're like fuck this is hard work my biggest thing is winning is is, is the love I wouldn't like to I don't know if I'd be one of these people who just ride around you know still loving it you know it's not me you know mm-hmm. I wouldn't come back unless I thought I was still competitive in yeah. my own mind and 
know that I'm fit to win, or or, or at least if I have the right package, I can win. I don't. I, that wouldn't be in me. I just wouldn't. I just. I, I wouldn't entertain it. I'd rather, you know, sit, sit in a puddle. Like you know, there's no. That's no gain for me. I don't. Mm. You know, that's not. It's not the same. I wouldn't have that buzz. So it's the, it's the it's the buzz of winning. It's the buzz Aye. of competition. Yeah, it's competition. Yeah, like I, I say, I, 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 people people love it. I know that. I understand that. They they absolutely love it. But I wouldn't come to come if you know. What I, mean? I wouldn't yeah, yeah. come to to just you know to participate. just to participate no, or to, win. to try and get some money. You know, to, you know, just to turn up and say like no, mm-hmm. I, I need mine's a goal of trying to win races. And at the minute, I still think that if of the right package that I'm still fit to win races so alright we'll pause you there Michael we're going to end part one here but make sure you join us for part two where Michael will be talking all about his TT in 2023